welcome back to another daily walk. Hopefully we will not get a lot of wind. I actually switched to my microphone, which is supposed to be a really good microphone, and it sucks for every single instance, except when there's wind. It does a really good job for that reason. I have no idea why. But today we want to talk about raising God's children. And uh, this is a, a neat topic in raising God's children because what I want to mention here is, um, as I was reading through my scriptures, I found a case of Samuel, the prophet, last judge Samuel, and Jesus being described in a very similar manner. So 1 Samuel 2.26, the boy Samuel was growing in stature and in favor uh, with both the Lord and with men. And Jesus is described as a 12-year-old boy in Luke 2, uh, 52, Jesus kept increasing in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and men. So we see both are described as raising in wisdom, knowledge, and in stature, becoming a, like, bigger, like, becoming a, a man, probably meaning a good-looking man, and then in favor with God, so they're doing things that are pleasing God and obeying God, and then in men, so they're doing things which men are also, uh, are also liking in their character. So basically, they're raising up in the various different uh, ways people should actually live as Christ. And what I wanted to mention in raising God's children is, Oftentimes in the Christian world, we try too hard to Christianize our children, not recognizing that it is God who is ultimately in charge of bringing our kids to him. This is not to say that we completely leave them in the world, but at the same time, we cannot expect them to be Christians, even though we have the the admonition to raise them up that way. And we're going to get to those verses in a bit. But uh, I was uh, thinking of a kid at a church I used to go to who he did not want to be there. His parents were really dedicated. They read their Bibles. They actually were some of the dedicated parents. And they would drag this kid to church. They'd drag him to to youth groups. They'd drag him to all these other things. And he hated every bit of it. Um, He ended up uh, going off the deep end uh, at one point in time and uh, completely walking away from everything and all that. Uh, Kind of a sad story. But at the beginning of the church service, I'd see him leave and he would disappear into the bathroom and he would stay there from about five minutes into the sermon until the very end. He would completely disappear. He didn't want anything to do with the church. And um, what does the importance of this is to recognize that we oftentimes try too hard and try and make our kids be little Christians when that is not even possible. It's not possible for our youth pastor to convert them, for your main pastor to convert them, for the church to convert them. It is all up to God. Now, this doesn't mean we completely give them over. This is one of those great paradoxes in the Christian life where we have responsibilities as Christians with our kids to raise them up in a certain way, but the ultimate desire for them to follow God is not up to us. It's not up to the church. And it's not going to happen because we brought them into the church. It's going to happen when God calls them. And I want people to remember this. So, of course, what are our responsibilities? Proverbs 22, 6 says, Train up a child in the way he should go, and even when he is old, he will not depart from it. Now, this is part of that learning. You, you raise your kids up in the way they should go. This does not mean that you 
make them little Christians, you make them get baptized, you make them participate in communion, which is actually damning them if they do not actually believe in God. Of course, we have a very similar admonition from Ephesians chapter 6, verse 4. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. I think many times people are trying to over-Christianize their kids and they are driving them into anger. They are provoking them into anger. It's like, God, I don't want to keep going to this church or whatever else. You know, the reality is we have to bring them to church. In my opinion, I don't think that we necessarily need to bring them to every single church function because we can get them to burn out. Now, if we ourselves are truly of Christ, we are going to hunger and thirst of the word of God. Hopefully that is coming off and hopefully they want to come along. But if your kids are resisting going to church, make them go to church so you can raise them up in the fear and the admonition of the Lord. But I would not make them go to all of the different curricular things, but instead talk to them about why it is so important. Show them these different scriptures about why. Point out the different ways of sin. Do not rely on the church to do that, but that is how our society has become. We don't want to have that responsibility. Uh, Even the church I went to today, um, it had a lot of really good elements, but every single function, every little tiny function of the church was separated into age groups. I'm like, what are you guys doing? Especially hilarious for a church that says that they want to Um, They want to reach all generations. You need cross-generation teaching. You need cross-generation teaching. Absolutely, you need that. And when we're isolating the kids out in all the different pockets, and even isolating the adults in all the different pockets, we're not doing a good service having the older men instruct the younger men in a good, positive way. That is one of the admonitions we covered in Titus chapter 2, right? Older women, teach what is good that you may instruct the younger women. That is an important principle that we have to keep on mind with our kids. But remember, we are not able to bring our kids to Christ. I'm going to remind you of John 6, 44 and 45. No one can come to the Father unless the Father who sent me draws him and I will raise him up on the last day. It is even written in the prophets, they shall all be taught of God. Everyone who has heard and have learned from the Father comes to me. Okay, it is not our job to save our kids. We are not capable of saving our kids. We have to find a balance between bringing them into the church, but not bringing them so much into the church they run from it as fast as they can later. We have to have a point in time when we are looking at our kids and saying, we need to help raise you and you the understanding to know what it is. We're going to teach you why we believe these things, but ultimately the way they walk is up to them. It is not up to us. And this is one of those things we all have to keep in mind that we cannot save our kids. And so when I see parents trying to drag their kids to everything, it is, raises concerns that those kids are going to walk away from the church if they're being constantly dragged to everything. Oftentimes, when that is the case, what we find is that even, even if the parents are super dedicated, they're probably not as dedicated at home teaching the kids. And I've worked with tons and tons of different kids from different walks of life. Those that have turned out best has had in-home instruction. 
That is your final prerogative. To have in-home instruction, do not pass the education of your kids to your church, to your Sunday school, to your youth pastor. You do it yourself. We're going to wrap this one up here. Thanks for watching, everybody. I hope that you enjoy your daily walk in our Lord. Thank you for tuning in. Our Walk in Christ podcast is a listener-supported presentation. For more information about how you can help, check out ourwalkinchrist.com forward slash support or our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Tom M. That's T-O-M-M. Digital and paperback books are available on several online bookstores or at our website. Once again, the website is ourwalkinchrist.com.